Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky. And my name is Michelle Moss. And I hope um, to tell, well, I want all of our listeners to hear and be a part of this to say congratulations, Lauren, on your nuptials to Chris, that you guys are now happily wedded couple, right? Thank you. I know. As soon as I said my name, I was like, oh gosh, when do I start making that switch to saying Lauren Marks? And it sounds so you know, different because we're all, we all know you as Lauren Mazadonsky, right? I know people are going to be like, oh, Michelle has a, a new co-host. <laughs> but I got to get used to saying it and all those transitions will come. Yeah. Well, and you know, just for our listeners to know, you said you had a, a pretty effortless um, experience because you did a destination wedding and had a wedding planner. So, t- you know, just share just a piece of that. Oh my gosh. I loved how simple it was, honestly, the flow, it just felt good. And it was just really the focus was about us and the kids. We wanted to involve them in the ceremony to know this about every one of us. Um, I loved having the kids involved. It's funny. Cause like, you know, you usually don't in, in normal circumstances, if you get married, then you have the babies, but it felt so good to have them involved and looking back at just the photos of just the love that was there. And I loved having just like a smaller group and I don't know, it was great. And then we went to um, this beach bar after the dinner and the guy was out there playing guitar and he played the song um, perfect for Chris and I. So it was just like a great ending to the night. Oh, I love that. You also said you had a wedding planner. So you really didn't even, I love that you said this because Lauren is, was, it was not bridezilla by any means. No. She didn't even see the decorations before you walked down the aisle because it was a destination <laughs> wedding. Everything was planned. That's very cool. And very uh, stress relieving to not have to have all that anxiety about how many. Oh, kids and I totally could have went down and been nosy if I really wanted to, because she said they were setting it up at three and I didn't have to be there until like five till seven, right before they were like, they want you there when you're ready to walk down. So yeah, I mean, I could have been, but I sent her the pictures and I trusted her to do her job. And I said, get it close to this. This is just my kind of, you know, vision. Um, and we had a call with her every month just to like chunk down all the stuff we had to choose. Um, I think honestly, one of the hardest parts was picking all the songs. Cause I think we needed a total of like eight songs for the ceremony. Um, that took a few hours. I don't know. Maybe I'm too picky because I love music, but. So that was the only thing you were picky about. So what's your, what's your favorite, what was your favorite moment during the wedding and the, or the reception or whatever? Um, oh my goodness. I don't know. Just standing there with Chris and just genuinely like looking into his eyes and like feeling that love, but like truly the ceremony elevated that like in a different way. Like, um, I just felt that connection, that deeper connection, that bond mm-hmm. and just allowing it to be about us. Cause I definitely, um, my body started to feel nervous right before immensely. I was like, Oh, I'm good. You know, like I love him. It's just our family, like whatever, but I still kind of hate that being in front of people mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so funny because the first part, part of our vows was kind of long, and my brain was just like moving hundred miles an hour. So I literally had to tell the guy, I'm like, oh, can you say that again? I'm not even going to try to pretend like I just heard what you said. <laughs> I like well, had to get the nerves out. Yeah. Well, and also that's throwing a little humor in there because it's, it, it kind of relaxes everybody. Oh yeah. My family laughed. I'm like, it's okay. I, I don't know what he just said other than our names. So, <laughs> well, I'm happy for you and I'm, I'm thankful you. that you've 
spent your time working on you before you met and then um, started cultivating that relationship, got engaged, and then you planned your wedding. So I am so happy for you. And I'm yeah, sure that reminds me, someone posted on our wedding photos when I shared, and I thought it was really sweet. Um, she just said something about basically witnessing me sharing like the journey of Chris and I, like since my divorce, like I, I don't know who she is, but I thought that was really sweet that she commented because it's not easy to share your truth and your growth online. It's very vulnerable, but if I can give that hope to one other person of what you can overcome and, and be the confident version of yourself and truly know your worth to find a partner that matches that it's so worth it. I have to say, I, I have several people that I use as examples for my clients and you are, you and Chris are one example. Um, Ray and Brad Smedley are another example. Kelly and Dave Lewis are another example. Cindy and Jack Highway. I mean, you wait and you work on yourself and you, you know, you're, you're until you're ready in a healthier space. And then the second time can be a thousand times, a million times better and you're in a better space and and this is a commitment. So I I use you as an example for clients who say I'm divorced, I don't know what I'm going to do or I'll never find someone. There are connections out there. Well, and I think it's the discomfort in the beginning. I think a lot of people don't want to be alone because that was me in the past. I would often go right from one boyfriend to the next, but being alone and feeling the discomfort of doing things alone was one of my proudest moments. Cause I mean, I don't even know how many years it was until I met Chris and like, he was the first person met my kids and just giving myself that space to heal and think and feel even when it's uncomfortable. Like those are the moments that I truly needed to know myself more and to know what I wanted instead oh. of just picking something in a graspy way of like not wanting to be alone. Well, and you also had healthy boundaries when you just said you didn't introduce, he's the first person and the only person that you introduced your children to. And that was one of your boundaries. You were not going to have this guy or this guy, or you go on a couple dates and you're introducing, you wanted it to be your person before yeah. you extended that invitation for your children to be a part of that relationship. Yeah. And I think that was a healthy, really healthy thing to do too. Cause that's the other side of it. I have lots of clients that come in and said, my mom dated 50 people and they were in and out of that. You know, it just, it's a healthy thing to do to keep the kids sort of out of it until you're really feeling like it's the right relationship. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things, a lot of pieces there. And so I'm happy for you. Thank you. Um, so Lauren had brought up something today um, that's, that I think I could even relate to. Well, all of us could, but yeah. this, this popular topic of what? Giving ourselves grace, which is important. Yes. However, we don't want the grace to be like compensating, like uh, ex- making excuses instead right. of saying, Oh, I'm giving myself grace when really it's excuse. We have to learn the difference. And I'm saying this because these are pep talks I give myself And it kind of resurfaced for me for things that I need to be doing my business. Um, And I think we just all need to do that little gut check. It might feel like tough love, but where are you using grace as an excuse? Yes. I think that's really important because we do want to give ourselves grace when we make a mistake or something comes up and we're beating ourselves up over it, or we're angry or upset with ourselves. We can't keep reliving it. That creates, you know, depression, anxiety give ourselves grace to forgive ourselves and move on. But giving ourselves grace to say, is an, as an excuse to say, 
well, I'm going to just give myself grace today and I'm not going to work out for this. And then it turns into a week or I'm not, or I'm going to eat this half a pie because I just, I'm going to give myself grace today to do that. Now I'm not saying you can't ever do that, but if that becomes the habit yeah, and it's over and over and over again, then it, that is an excuse and it's, and there's no accountability, right? Yeah. We need the accountability piece to know the difference. Um, and oh, what was I just going to say about that? Yeah. Yeah. Even checking in with yourself. Like, like I told you, everybody is busy right now. We're so in a busy season of like summer. And I told you we have like eight graduation parties and all the things, but where can you check in with yourself? Like if taking care of your health is a priority and it should be, um, looking ahead at your week, knowing what does this week look like? Do I have a bunch of graduation parties or celebrations on the weekend? Where can I build in that accountability? So I don't come Monday. Cause that's another thing that happens is when we let it go out the window, then Monday comes and then the guilt and the shame steps in. Maybe and that's so another indicator of, okay, I need to get into check with this. Cause I'm and not really and that would my values. And that would be the time to give yourself grace in that moment. I'm not going to beat myself up over that, but I'm going to yeah. hold myself accountable and do something different. Um, yeah. it's also setting healthier expectations. So we don't set ourselves up to fail. If, and, and like you said, we have to look at, look ahead. It's not just looking ahead and saying, I'm going to work out three times a week. It could be looking ahead and saying, I'm going to do my finances on Thursday night at six o'clock, or I'm going to call my friends on Friday morning because I have an hour, or I'm going to reach out to people that I want to connect with. It could be anything. It's not, this isn't just about working out or, or physical health. It's about all of our areas of health, the, the social, emotional, um, even faith. You know, if I'm going to go to church sometime in the future. I'm going to do something, you know, put it on the calendar and stick to it. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. If you feel like you struggle with this, that's why everything has to go on my calendar. Cause I feel like one, I'll probably forget I'm organizing too many other humans. Um, it's like, you've got to put it on the calendar so that way you see it, but then you also don't overbook yourself and you're making those things a priority. Cause it's there. You see it, you don't forget it. You get it done. Right. And then again, that's the realistic, healthy expectations. We're not going to say, well, I'm going to, um, every single morning call five friends, Yeah, you know, or every single morning I'm going to work out for two hours or every single morning I'm going to work on whatever it is, you know, it's setting healthy expectations. Cause if we don't set those healthy expectations, we're going to set ourselves up to fail, which then leads us back to the round of guilt and shame and disappointment. And then again, having to really give ourselves grace to start the process all over again and hold ourselves accountable. You know, it could be, I mean, there are people that are habitually doing these cycles, which mm-hmm. promotes that negative self-esteem, negative self-concept, which is really doing more harm than good. So um, yes, we hold ourselves accountable, but we want to have times where we are we are allowing ourselves to say, hey, that was a bad day or that was a bad moment or give ourselves grace. That's what giving ourselves grace really means just for that. We're not, we're not beating ourselves up for the next 10 years over a mistake. N- not. And we, and again, we can always say too, I'm, I'm going to have an, I'm going to have a day off today. Unplug from social media, unplug from this or that. And we take that day, but it doesn't turn into six weeks. Where but we that's intentional it. too. It's not just wake, like the way you just said it, it sounds more intentional. You're kind of almost like planning it like, oh, this is what my day is going to be. Instead of just like, oh, well, today I already started out shitty. So I'm just going to give up on the rest of the day. Yeah. And I've, I've done that. Even like it, when I'm trying to um, cut out carbs or do this or do that or something, you know, 
<laughs> start off bad. It's like, well, I already ruined it now. I might as well just go all in, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. And then you do that for, like you said, too many days. And then you repeat that cycle of then beating yourself up. So it's like, how do we avoid the beating ourselves up? I think accountability and I think that's that um, discipline right. of doing the things that we say we're going to do. And I think it's self-love. I think we have to love ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's the grace part. We love ourselves that we are human. We are going to make mistakes, um, but we're going to intentionally choose to change things up. So we feel better. That's that self-talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy. We're going to change our thinking, positive thinking, and then we're going to change our behavior. We're going to follow it through with behavior. Then it's going to make us feel good. And we're going to say, add a girl instead of you're bad. You did this. Something's wrong with you. Right. Yeah. I think a, another way that I like to tell people to think about it too, is say you are on a, we're talking about health right now. Um, say you're on this health and fitness journey and your goal is, Ooh, I want to be more fit. Okay. So when you're making decisions, you can ask yourself, what would that fit version of me, like what decision would I make in this? Yeah. Stepping into the the version you want to be mindset, the mindset of where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then you did mention something earlier too, um, that I want to, just finish up with is that we can't just talk it into existence. Yes. We want to manifest things that we talk what we want to get in place, you know, into existence, but it doesn't happen without darn hard work. Yeah. You know, we can't can't just forget that part. We can't just say, Oh, I'm going to manifest this future, (laughs) whatever it is that you want. Yes. Um, Whether it's a perfect fitness body or a perfect financial world or a perfect social world. None of that comes to place by just saying, this is what's going to happen. You have to do it. It's behavior. The behavior has to follow. And that also leads to integrity. We say something, we follow through with behavior and actions. And that means we have integrity. Um, Because if you have a friend who says, Hey, I'll call you tomorrow and we'll go out on Friday and they never call and they do that over and over again. Does your friend have integrity? (laughs) No. Yeah. You're just going to stop making plans. (laughs) Yeah. And really the friendship can wane and then you don't even really trust that person to even be in a friendship circle. So anyway, lots of good stuff. We have wedding, we have um, summertime, we have giving ourselves grace, but with accountability, not as an excuse. So I think um, hopefully our listeners take that to heart as I will, and as you will, and try to anything you want to add on that. I think that was a good topic today. No, I think, I think we got it all out there. Well, um, I think today then we say, say hell yes to wellness and giving yourself grace with accountability.